Welcome to the Old School Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long-term abstinence. This meeting was born online, and it's going to stay that way. That means you can attend live on Tuesday evenings at 6.30 Pacific if you'd like to. Go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. It's now time for me to tell you what I was like, what happened, and what I'm like now, including how and why I stay abstinent today. So hi again, everybody. My name is Laura S. and I am a compulsive overeater. Um, thank you, Karen, for asking me to, to lead. It's such an honor. I love this meeting. Um, <clears throat> so I... Um, what I was like, I was, uh, when I was a, a kid, I mean, food was always like important to me as for as far back as I can remember. And um, when I was about 10 years old, I started developing and I was normal size, at, but I was bigger than, you know, I was taller than all my friends, most of them. <clears throat> and um, my mom started treating me like I was fat. And she started um, trying to, I mean, she might've seen how I was eating, you know, it's hard to remember back that far, but um, she started restricting my food and um, which made me sneak food. I got really good at sneaking food and I used to get food and hide it in my room and eat it. And um, the way that food made me feel was magical. And I, I, you know, especially because I was disobeying my mom, which, you know, was a um, passive aggressive way of disobeying her because she didn't really know. And um, that's how, you know, that's, that's how it was. I mean, we all know how it is, you know, I mean, food, food became our, my best friend and I didn't start um, really showing it until I was about 16 or 17, but I never felt good enough. I, I always felt, you know, I always felt like I was not enough because my mom, you know, was always trying to get me to lose weight. My parents tried everything and um, they never really understood. I, they never understood compulsive overeating, but um they certainly didn't understand it back then. This was in the sixties, you know, in the seventies when I was growing up in the eighties. <clears throat> anyway, by the time I was uh, 35 years old, I weighed um, 200, 250 pounds, about 250 pounds. And um, I had already, you know, First, I mean, no matter how much I wanted to lose weight when I was growing up and be thin like the girls in Seventeen magazine, if any of you are old enough to remember that, I know there are enough of you here. Um, you know, I I really wanted that, but I would I would start you know I would get this this compulsion. I didn't understand it at the time, and I would I would I would think you know I have to have some cookies or I have to have whatever it was you know. And I got really good at it. Of course, you know, I was in college and after college, I didn't live at my parents anymore. I didn't have to sneak food. Um, so, you know, I, I basically became um, devoted to, to, 
to the food that was making me feel like I was okay, even though it didn't have that, that effect outside, you know, my exterior. <clears throat> and, um, um, when I was, uh, probably about a year before I got into, before I found OA, I saw the TV movie, My Name is Bill W., which is, a, as you all know, probably, about um, Bill Wilson, who founded Alcoholics Anonymous. And I never knew anything about AA except that it worked. And, um, but I saw the, I don't know, just something about his Bill story really touched me. And I love the way at the end they said the Lord's Prayer. And I love the idea that, that there was a God that, that was helping, you know, people who couldn't help themselves. I never really related it to my compulsive overeating, but um, I, I had always believed in God. My family <clears throat> was not believers at all. I was the only one in the family who did. And as, as I got older and older, as I grew up and got into my thirties, you know, my concept of God was kind of like, if, if I, if I'm, if I'm good, then God is there for me. And if, if I'm not good and by not good, that always meant overeating, you know, then God, God didn't love me. And, and so that's what sort of, by the time I was 35 and got into OA, I um, had, is that five minutes? Five minutes. Okay. Thank you. That, um, you know, I, I had gone a, a very far away from, from God and um, I, 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 on August 17th, 1989, which is next Tuesday, actually, um, I, I went to my first OA meeting and um, <clears throat> I was, I was done, you know, I was done. I, I was tyrannized by food. I could not stop eating. I would give it my best shot Monday morning or January 1st or month or, um, you know, the first of the month. And by 10 a.m., if I smelled something good or if I saw something good or I could not stop and I was willing to give OA a try because, A, it was free or, you know, that nobody was going to charge me to go. And, and I kind of remembered this thing about the spirituality of it. So I walked into my very first meeting at the Lions Club on Robertson. It was a two o'clock meeting and uh, everybody there, I was probably the largest person in the room. And nobody said anything to me about, about I saw the steps on the wall, steps in the traditions. And I saw that it said, you know, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, that's absolutely. And, you know, the speaker talked about, she didn't talk about losing weight. She talked about her spiritual condition. And she talked about having, finding a higher power that could, um, you know, solve her problems. And that just really appealed to me. And um, so I, I dove into OA. I mean, I'm condensing this story, you know, obviously 32 years. Oh, um, you know, because I have 18 minutes, but um, I dove into the program. I bought the big book. I started devouring it the way that I was would devour food. I, 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 I got a sponsor, you know, and I found, I found 
this idea of filling myself with a, a loving God, because one of the traditions refers to God as a loving God. You know, and I started filling myself with that. And I, and I, and I read a pamphlet, there was this pamphlet uh, at the time that said, you know, abstinence is three meals a day and uh, staying away and nothing in between and staying away from all individual binge foods. And it said, um, and I, I thought to my, I also heard people talking about, well, I don't eat sugar. I don't eat flour. And I was like, I don't think I could do that, but I could, it sounded possible to abstain from eating between meals and from individual binge foods, which I made a list of. And, um, you know, I went and, and so August 17th was my first meeting. And on August 26th, which was a week and two days later, is was my first day of abstinence. I started abstaining from what I just said. And, um, you know, Friday night, it was, it was a Saturday, which was another thing. I Saturday was my binge day, but my first day of abstinence turned out to be a Saturday. And I remember Friday night, I um, was eating this, you know, ha- remember those big bags of M&Ms? Well, yeah, they're not as big anymore, but they were back then. And that was my, you know, my go-to food. And I remember handing the bag to my husband. It was, you know, almost empty, not quite, but I said, I, you know, please take this away. And I, and I said, God, you know, I turned my will and my life over to your care. God, as I understood him at that moment, and I am willing to abstain, you know, one day at a time. And the next day, my life changed and I was, I was liberated from the tyranny of food. You know, I was no longer forced to eat when I, when my head told me that I had to. And um, I, I also remember something that had me, helped me really on in my abstinence was um, this same pamphlet that I'm referring to said, you know, I, I don't even know if it exists anymore, but it said, don't be afraid of the, um, the hunger. Although it is painful, it cannot hurt you and it will pass in time. And I memorize that. I wrote it down. I, I can remember it to this day, 32 years later. And, um, and that, that, you know, that saved me, you know, cause I would still, you know, I, I had a, I had a pink cloud. I had like a three to five, even maybe six month pink cloud. And, um, it wasn't, five. thank you. It wasn't hard to, um, to abstain until I started getting to the fourth step and finding out what I was, what I had been eating over. Um, I also, um, you know, I really focused on the, the, the big book um, where it says um, when the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. So I completely focused on my spiritual uh, condition and I, um, I developed a relationship with God that I had never had before. And I, and I, I really believed it when it said, you know, a loving God. And I, I, I did a lot of step work on, um, uh, you know, finding a God that, that worked for me. And um, I continue to do that today. Um, uh, gosh, the time is going so fast. I, I also, you know, one of the biggest things that I ever read was a, a, a 12-step related book where it said, uh, 
you know, when you go to meetings, you get to take what you find there out with you and you're never alone anymore. And that was another thing that, that just completely helped me is reliance on God, working the steps, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, I had a sponsor from, from the beginning, you know, and then after I was about nine or 10, maybe in a way, um, 10 years abstinent, um, I, um, my sponsor moved out of town. And so I started sponsor jumping and I would love it when I would call and they wouldn't be there. And I didn't call and, you know, I stopped, I went, I had been going to a couple meetings, two or three meetings a week. I was down to one meeting a week and I, um, I continued to read my literature, but I didn't have a community in OA and I didn't um, really do much of anything else except go to, go to meetings and, um, you know, attempt to reach a sponsor, but never really had any kind of commitment to being sponsored. And so um, I, I, you know, I, I, I should probably mention this right now, by this time I had lost some, a bunch of weight, you know, and, and, uh, and I was, it was like, when I, I remember when I, I used to weigh myself every two weeks, I still do. And um, when I went from 200 to 199, it was like, a, you know, like this, how is this possible? Like, because I wasn't focusing whenever I would focus on losing weight, I'd start to gain weight. When I would keep my focus on my spirituality and everything else, um, you know, my food took care of itself. Um, but like I said, all of this sort of converged. And a couple of years after that, I went to the doctor and the doctor said, did you know you gained 20 pounds? And I was like, really? Because of course I had stopped weighing myself too. And, you know, and he goes, why don't you go back to OA? And I was like, I didn't say this, but I, was, I never left OA, but it woke me up. And I realized that I had to, I had to do more than, you know, just give, give it the half-assed thing that I was giving it. And at that point, I became willing to make a commitment to get a sponsor and find a sponsor and find a sponsor who knew me. And, and, and I got my current sponsor who is, I saw her here tonight. Thank you for coming and um, for all that you've meant to me. And, um, you know, she helped me get back to, to commitments, you know, to make, to, to go to more than one meeting a week. I think I started going to two or three and she directed me to make phone calls. And I was like, how? You know, how do you, I did like 12 years in OA and I didn't know how to make phone calls. And she told me, just call and say you're practicing calling. And I did. And I started writing regularly. I have a commitment to write 40 minutes a week, every week. It never changed since then. This was 20 years ago. Uh, Corey's been my sponsor since then. And um, as part of, um, and, and I continue to read the literature, I do service, I take commitments at meetings. And I, um, you know, what, I use all the other tools on a very, very regular basis. I have a food plan. And um, my food plan is what I do eat and my abstinence is what I don't eat. And I, um, 
you know, my, my weight has continued to go down over the years and over my, you know, I, uh, on August 26th, if, if everything goes as planned, you know, I'll have 32 years of abstinence and I've, 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 uh, lost probably about a hundred pounds, something like that over all that time. And, um, that's another five, three minutes to go. Thank you. And um, the other thing that happened was that my sponsor, um, you know, I got at around this time, you know, part of this whole disease of compulsive overeating that was so raging and so strong, you know, that I, like I said, I gained 20 pounds without even noticing, um, you know, I started getting sick with another disease that is the solution is another 12 step program. And my sponsor sent me to that program and that that was life-changing as well. It was transforming and my working both programs today is what is what keeps me okay. You know, I I've had a, I'm very grateful for my recovery and in that program, but the thing is that always compulsive overeating is my basic disease and I'm, I need, I need OA and I've never left OA and I, I, I hope I never do. Um, uh, what else did I want to say? Um, you know, and, and, and the working of the steps, I mean, obviously that that's been just a crucial thing. I, I, I almost am never not working some step. Um, and, um, I've been building on my relationship with God as I understand him over these last 32 years. And you'd think that, you know, it would be, um, I'd enough, right. But no, I mean, I, I have to, the more, I, the longer I'm in OA, the more I have to do, you know, I, I, especially in the last few years with the pandemic or however long it's been, you know, I added a meeting, I added some phone calls to my list. I, 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 I just have to do more because um, because otherwise my disease is right there, ready and waiting. And I'm going to close with this. And that is that um, a, a month or two, a couple months ago, I changed this medication that I take for my stomach and um, it, it made me, you know, I be, suddenly became ravenous. And I was adding some little things to my lunches and my dinners were getting bigger. And I noticed this, the difference between back then when it happened and I didn't notice it is that I noticed it. You know, I talked, I mentioned it to my sponsor. I talked about it and I saw how, you know, I, I may have 32 years of abstinence and welcome to Ellie and Larry, you know, maybe you guys have, have one, but you have, you and I have today. We just have today. That's all because I could lose my abstinence like that. And I saw how much I, how fast it could go. You know, when, when I, my hunger, you know, was there was like, you know, I had to remember that the solution was to ask my higher power, ask God for help, ask God to relieve me of of that hunger and remember that it couldn't hurt me, that I'm going to be okay, that God will fill me. So um, I think that must be my time. Yeah. That is your time. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Kirsten. Thanks again, Karen. And I never, I just, I have to say that one of the biggest things that happened in my very first year was that I heard Jack speak at the Thanksgiving meeting. And I, I don't know if I've ever thanked him for it, but it was 
transformative. So anyway, thank you guys all for being here.